0: now here we go the regular season is over and the top-seeded utah jazz are set to make their nba playoff run here every second of every moment of jazz playoff basketball right here on your exclusive home of the utah jazz this is the big show with gordon monson and jake scott on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network
1: Big shows. Time for What's Going On. We check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. But uh, first, we want to remind you about our friends at Premier Wave Therapy. You've heard about Acoustic Wave for ED and how it is an effective treatment to help nearly all men. Uh, There is now a physician-owned clinic here in Utah. Learn how they are unique by visiting premierwave.com for more information and to learn about their special offer. All right, Gordon, what's going on? You ready to roll? Yeah, let's go. All right, we're going to start out with uh, DJ and PK talking about the NBA Award finalists announced yesterday.
2: The Mm. finalists are out, PK. The awards are about to start flowing. Quinn Snyder's up for Coach of the Year, Rudy Gobert for Defensive Player of the Year, Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson for the Sixth Man of the Year. Who will win? They announced three finalists. So you got a one-in-three shot. Jazz obviously with two of the three finalists for sixth man. Right. Derek Rose with the Knicks. 25% chance. Not exactly. Close enough. And there's a few awards, believe it or not, the Jazz aren't involved with. MVP? No, yeah, no one in the mix for MVP or most improved player. Pretty strong group there. Jeremy Grant, Michael Porter Jr., Julius Randle. Two X Nuggets. and one, Well, one
3: current Nugget and one X Nugget. I, if anybody on the Jazz, I would put Nyang in that one. But he didn't have enough touches. Opportunity. Probably Randall will get it.
2: Going with the New York default?
3: Yeah. His
2: team won a lot. So did Porter, but he's playing with a guy who I think is going to win the MVP award. Probably who you think the is going to win, The sure, yeah.
3: yeah. I was listening to try to get a feel this morning. Uh, so I'm flicking around. i with this satellite radio. I can get to like five different stations. So they're talking about the playoffs, and it's, oh, man, I really think the Knicks-Hawks is going to be the best first-round click. <laughs> 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 I go over the other one. Yeah, the Lakers, are going to take the Suns, so. And Donovan said yesterday, you should get that cut, Yuck. I meant to tell you. He said, no one expects much from us. I and mean, that's, that's a paraphrase, but it's a clo- close enough quote. Uh, so... How much do you believe that no one expects much from them? Uh, I expect a lot. But the point is that, you know, they don't have a lot of run. But I do think they're going to be represented. There's no question there's going to be. People, the people who vote, they're not just going to vote all Eastern Conference. I mean, the, because they're – it's like I have a wooden award vote. So you have to take it seriously. You just – Something like that, you can't blow off, right? So you try to watch College Ball during the season. You can't watch it all because you got we've got to watch the jazz. and then also too, I've got to watch our college teams play. So I got all that stuff going on. But when it comes time to vote, you really have to make sure that you're doing research or you're basically you're insulting the award. And I don't want to insult John Wooden. <laughs> so So I make sure that, and usually, not always, But usually the winner, I got it too. What do you mean? Well, whoever wins the wooden award is the guy I picked. Now, he's not going to win the award just because I picked him, but I'm saying if you take it seriously, there should be some form of consensus there, right? It shouldn't be some out-of-the-blue person. Now, the way the wooden thing is they have a preseason, midseason, and then a postseason, so they narrow it down for you. But still, there's probably 15, 20 guys on the list that you can choose from. But usually I end up my winner is the, the one who actually wins it because it becomes obvious. And And here I think the Jazz are going to be represented. You can't get them
2: shut out. You can't have the best record in the league and then get them shut out of everything. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I think the sixth man, they got two of the three finalists. And it seemed like Clarkson was the clear leader for most Mid-season, of the season yeah. Uh, and Joe came on strong, but I wonder if Joe's going to be hurt by the fact he ended up starting thirty games.
3: No, because he was not a starter. I know because of well, when he voters... moved himself in. It was a right. starter because of injury. Yep. So I think they still view him as a six, as a sixth man candidate because of the injury situation. If you end if you end up replacing somebody as a starter, then you that's a different situation. He didn't replace anybody. He was a substitute because of injury. A replacement because of injury. So, no, I don't, I don't think it's going to be held against them. I think that we are aligned towards scoring. And Clarkson had a slump there, but then finished with a flurry.
2: Derek Rose, 15 points a game.
3: A the nice Knicks. story, but it was later in the season. When yep. did he get acquired?
2: Oh, two thirds of the way through. That late? And then no, I don't think he I don't should think he's get it. That late. No, not no, not that late. Yeah, no, maybe no. Late. I mean, two thirds with the Knicks. Okay, got you. one one third with that, he,
3: he went in. He went yeah. pretty early. All right, that, that's a good enough uh, time. The, the one pitch for him is he's kind of reinvented his game. This is a former MVP who is now truly a bench guy. So, but I'm. It's got to be Clarkson. I would become very comfortable with Ingles. And you got to go towards wins. See, the the coach of the year, as we've discussed, is which team overachieved. But I don't think the individual awards should be, well, I didn't expect that much out of Derrick Rose, and he did pretty good. No, I don't think that's the criteria. It's clear coach of the year, the criteria is who overachieved the most. And in my mind,
2: it's Monty Williams. Finalists are Monty, Quinn Snyder, and Tom Thibodeau, the Knicks. I think finishing second in the West – is the biggest overachievement. Yes. Fourth isn't as high and it's the east you didn't have to beat out that many good teams to get there. Right. I mean they're they're putting in multiple teams with
3: losing records on this uh expanded playoff thing that we know well actually we're going to finish tonight. Uh so I would go Monty there, but I, and the individual awards not well, I didn't see that person being this good. No, that, that should have no factor into it. It should be, is this person good enough to win this particular award?
1: All right, there you go, DJ and PK discussing uh, the awards. I, I mean, this goes back to our conversation yesterday, talking about Coach of the Year. I don't think it should be overachiever team award. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily the definition of good coaching.
4: Uh yeah. Uh and it I'm could be an sure. element of it, I suppose. I'm not sure those guys are saying it should be. They were saying that just is, you know. And uh because it is that way, then Quinn'll probably get uh not get what he deserves. But and the what jazz he deserves is to win
1: it. the jazz will be well represented though. Yeah. Did you um, uh Get that? I think we were talking to uh, Sarah Todd, maybe who talked to who talked about this. Oh no, no, no! It it was not. It was it was Sam Amick who got the jazz promotional material. Yeah, because because he's a voter, and there was promotional material in there for Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson and Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, but uh, none from Quinn Snyder. (laughs) And I would guess that that's probably Quinn Snyder himself saying, "Promote the guys."
4: Sounds about right. Sounds about Don't right.
1: promote me. Promote the guys.
4: You know, speaking of awards, Jake, I was telling you earlier. According to Vegas, the odds, the uh, the favorites to win the NBA Finals MVP. So obviously, you have to get there first to be the MVP. Donovan Mitchell only has three names ahead of his as the favorites. Three, is that surprising to you?
1: Um, nothing the Vegas predicting wizard does surprises me, Gordon.
4: Well, I mean,
1: is that a, is that a, are
4: you doubting that as an accomplishment? Well, I mean, it's interesting. Well, uh, Ke- I think Kevin Durant is the favorite, seventeen to four. LeBron James is second, nineteen to four, and Kawhi Leonard is third at fifteen to two, and then. Donovan Mitchell nine to one, but he's tied with two others. But who's the fourth
1: odds-on favorite to win the championship? The Jazz. Who's the best player on the Jazz, offensively speaking?
4: Donovan Mitchell.
1: That's probably your puzzle piece right there.
4: Uh, yeah. That, if come to think of it, that follows the same exact a pattern: the doesn't. Nets, <laughs> the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Jazz. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, tied. Uh, Donovan is with James Harden and uh, Joel Embiid. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Anyway, awards. What are they? What are they good for?
1: Well, too much actually. In my yeah, opinion. A lot of money because yeah, you get uh, you get uh, eligible for bigger money based on the awards, and I don't think that these voters should be put in that circumstance. We've talked to... Yeah, that is weird. We've talked to people before. It just it, it makes it uncomfortable. Because, you know, just picking one of our guys that has a vote, like Mannix, for example, you know. But maybe he's, there are, He's got to talk to these guys, you Yeah, know? But
4: maybe there are so many voters that, it, you know, it, it all comes out in the wash.
1: Yeah, but know? if you're Bradley Beal last year and was up in arms about not making an all-NBA team because you want to be eligible for more money, you go through and look for who voted for who and you're probably pretty grumpy with the people who didn't vote for you. <laughs> Is all that made public? Most of them make it public. I mean, our guys tell us who they voted for. It might be public. I think it is. It is public. It is
4: weird to have voters sway. That's not a how great How much position. money you're going to get. Yeah. You
5: know who really hates it is Howard Beck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you already say that? No, well, no, 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 no! I remember but, him yeah, saying. You not. looked at me sure. like you've said that already. No, I we I think
1: all three of uh, our daily assist guys have votes, and I think we've asked all three of them about it. But I I'm with you, Austin. Howard was probably the most vocal about being grumpy about that position.
4: What does that tell you about Quinn Snyder that he's not campaigning for anything?
1: Well, it gets back to what uh, Coach Lacombe observed. He always says "our" and "us," and is is not making it about himself which I think is a tactic in coaching. I mean, he's doing it because I think it it he believes it helps get the most out of his players because they have skin in the game, right? It's a it's a
4: wee effort. And then his players look at him and if he's out there campaigning for coach of the year, then they think he's in it for himself. And he's he's not. He's smart to do it the way he does it and uh he has the respect of his players. There's there's no doubt about that.
1: the The great coaches, honestly, Gordon, the great coaches take none of the credit for success and all the blame for the loss. <laughs> Who there was it? Coach Edwards that used to say that. One of uh, our great coaches around here used to talk about that.
4: I don't remember. When you have success,
1: you pass out all the credit to your guys, and you're the coach, so
4: you you're the lightning rod for all the blame. Hmm. Well, considering your your job is to get the most out of your players. You don't get the most out of your players by promoting yourself the most.
1: Right. And there is a, a certain aspect to the criticism of, say, Phil Jackson, for example, where, you know, are you a real, uh, a great coach or did you just coach Michael Jordan? <laughs> and there, there's some reality there, right? I mean, not everybody gets to coach somebody that, uh, you know, players win, the best players win. And so. If you're fortunate enough to coach one of the best players, well, there is some fortune to that. I'm not saying it's the whole story, but there is some. And so if you see a, a coach who's aware enough to say, hey, these guys are the ones out there getting it done and, and, and playing, you know that I think that there's some sincerity to that to the players, that that coach is coaching. You know, I'm the one out here busting my butt, and I'm the one out here scoring baskets and you're barking at us from the bench and then standing up in the podium after the game taking all the credit?
4: This is one of the things that I hate most about college basketball. The coaches are the stars.
1: In that in that sport, that is certainly true. Because they, But that's because they're the constant. Yeah. They're the, always there. The players come and go, but the coaches are really the only thing that stays the same. It's true about college football, too. Not just maybe more so in college basketball, but it's true about college football, too.
4: Yeah, I think so. Nick but Saban
1: is the star.
4: Yes. <laughs> there is. Urban no doubt Meyer
1: was the star. Yeah. Uh,
4: locally speaking, uh,
1: you know, Kyle Whittingham and Kalani Sitake,
4: they're stars. Most of the coaches that I've talked to through the years, really the, the smart ones, the really good ones, always bring up their players. Always. It's the smart way to go. Yep.
1: Because you've got, you know, in the end, you've got to get them to go out and play for you <laughs> and listen to you. Yeah, exactly. And there are several ways to, you know, uh, effectively communicate with people, some more effective than others, obviously. But I think this is the way that a lot of coaches go, and Coach Snyder kind of takes it to the next level. And good for, good for him. Good for him. It's probably why those guys go out and play for him.
4: Well, uh, they, what they say about the motivators, uh, their fear and love, and I think knowledge Because when players recognize that someone really knows what he's talking about, it's easy for them to buy in. And that's what uh, the Jazz do with Quinn.
1: You know, another thing I think he uses, uh, because we've heard this from a lot of different players, is he uses honesty really well, too. You and I have both talked to enough uh, former athletes in various sports over the years to know that uh, that the coaches that jerk you around are the unpopular coaches. You know, players, I think like all of us, we can take bad news. Just don't jerk us around. Yeah.
4: Yeah, tell the truth. You might be a jerk. You might be labeled as a jerk, but at least you're not a liar. But at
1: least you're not misleading. Yeah. And I would guess when it comes to the NBA and dealing with agents and clamoring for playing time and shot attempts and those sorts of things, I I would bet that that's pretty effective. You cut through it all with, with some honesty, and let me yeah. tell you where you're at and how's it going.
4: Yeah, because in in an environment like the NBA, there's all kinds of stuff going on out there, you know, and there's all kinds of, of, uh, of um, people who want what they want. And so how do you get what you want? Well, there's a whole lot of people out there who will lie and cheat and steal to, to get what they want. And if if you don't, you set yourself apart by being a straight shooter. People will respect that.
1: All right. We'll get to um, more coming up next. Stay tuned. We've got another uh, word number two in our phrase that pays today uh, where we're giving away jazz playoff tickets in the 5 o'clock hour. We gave away word number one in the uh, 2 o'clock hour. Word number two is coming up next. If you missed uh, hour one, you better phone a friend or something and listen for the rest of the show.
4: It's not that hard because it's just four words.
1: We'll get to more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, got This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. Bell, bell, bell.
1: The wait is almost over. The Jazz begin playoff play coming up at Sunday night here at Vivint Arena. Tip-off will be at 7.30. Quinn Snyder was asked if sitting and waiting was beneficial or not.
3: You can create a narrative on either side, and you, you know, hit on kind of the biggest things. It's. Any sport, you know, at the end of the year, when you rest guys, you're, you know, you're looking at the impact it has on your health, physicality, being injury-free versus continuity, guys being their timing. So all those things, you know, need to get addressed. In our case, it's it's more impactful, I think, because a couple of our key guys, you know, are making their way back, you know, in hindsight, and say, you know, maybe we should have rested more, or we should have played more. But in this case, a lot of it's taken care of for you because we can't play until Sunday, as you said. We will
1: find out who the Jazz opponent is tonight when the Warriors host the Grizzlies. The winner will get the eighth seed and be in Salt Lake City coming up on, uh, on Sunday night. This bottom of the hour Jazz update brought to you by our friends at Mountainland Supply, uh, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, uh, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com.
0: all
1: right speak show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone it's time for word number two in the phrase that pays uh, we're going to give away a word at the bottom of the hour, every hour, and uh, we'll get a winner at 5.30 for playoff tickets for Sunday night's game. Word number two. Gordon, you ready? Yeah. Rudy. 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 The famous uh, movie about the uh, plucky Notre Dame football player. Rudy. Okay. Rudy. Rudy. So there's word number two. Listen at uh, the bottom of the next hour for word three. And the final word coming your way at 530. And then, of course, uh, if you have the phrase you, and are the 12th caller, you will be going to the game on Sunday. All right, we ran out of time. This is the second part of what's going on, uh, but I thought we' was uh, worth getting to here because Kurt Helan, who's great, uh, writes for ProBasketballTalk.com, joins Hanson Scotty frequently. Uh, he talked about uh, the Utah Jazz and their playoff chances.
6: I think you'd rather have Memphis. Um, I look, man. Let, let's be honest. Steph Curry, Steph Curry, and Jeff <laughs> Curry and Draymond Green are are a, a problem. Draymond has been playing fantastic. I, I think the narrative nationally, like just people aren't talking about his defense as much. Uh, he still, he, he got in better shape this year, especially the second half of the season. He was in. He's been an elite defender all year. You saw it last night. Um, just the smartest defender. He's just calling out plays early, uh, setting things up. So I, he would. not Plus, they, that's just a team with a that expects to win and is not like learning. He would much rather face Memphis, uh, who is a team on the rise and still kind of figuring out who it is. We've got a lot of talent. I really like, you know, I like John Morant. I like Jaron Jackson Jr. But they're still figuring things out. Um, that said, I at home, I'll give the Warriors a seventy five percent chance of winning that game like yeah. I just I think that they're they they're, they're seventy five eighty like I, I think that they're most likely going to win that game um if if there's I'm, I'm can they get over the the hangover of this game quickly enough can they, can they forget about it and move on um, I think that they're pretty good at that they've been they been to enough finals they the core of this team has been through it enough but we'll see um, I think I like their chances. Mem- you know, Memphis played and won, but now they've got to – they had to play an emotional, you know, tight game, defensive game, and then now they're going to have to fly across. The Warriors have to bounce up the coast here in California, but they, you know, now Memphis has got to fly two-thirds of the way across the country, get into San Francisco and make this happen. So I I like the Warriors' chances in this one. And i it's a tougher road, but I still think it's a winnable series for you. It, it's a series Utah should win. i it's it's a tougher road than Memphis, but you are still the favorites. You, you match up fairly well with them. It's just a – look, man, Steph Curry's going to win them a game. He's just going to.
0: Yeah. Well, with that said, uh, the Jazz and most likely the Golden State Warriors, and, you know, the Jazz, you fight, you scratch, you claw, you get the number one seed, and you're rewarded with Steph Curry, yeah. who's – you know, a potential. I mean, I still think Jokic is your MVP, but he'll be right yeah. there with him and having a tremendous season. I mean, that's your reward for being a one seed. I mean, this thing is going to be about. Yeah,
6: yeah, exactly. I, I felt the same way for Phoenix. Like, congratulations for your yeah. on your best season in forever. Um, <laughs> here's the Lakers. Um, yeah, it's it's not. It's, it, the West is brutal, and that's that's part of it. There's just there's no there's no soft path path you know the lakers are like well we kind of got the path we wanted you still got to beat a really good phoenix team and then have to beat denver or portland who've been playing well and, you know and have a lot of talent in the second round so i like i like utah's chances in the series i think this is a it's a like i said you're going to have to work for this one but i think that they're going to be especially with donovan back uh you know he practiced today um if he's back for game 1 i just think it, it, having having Gobert in the middle is a, is gives them, It's this is one of the series where it's really an advantage because Draymond's, you know what? Draymond, you let him shoot outside all the time. Draymond of about three or four years ago is a problem because now you're going to pull Rudy out but that, right now you let Draymond shoot from three all he wants and lets you keep Rudy back, protect the rim and then really press out on Curry. And by the way, you might want to press out on Jordan Poole. That guy is I think I made a leap this year, and he is cold-blooded out there on the corners.
1: All right. Uh, there you go. That's Kurt Heelan, com, talking about a possible first-round matchup between, really, the Jazz and the Grizz and uh, the Jazz and the Warriors. Um, I've thought about that. The the Suns, you know, they have that great season, and, uh, and they get the Lakers in the first round. That's going to be a really tough matchup. And why it was important uh, is it turns out that the Jazz held on to that number one seed.
4: Yeah, the Lakers didn't really look like the Lakers in the first half of that game against Golden State, but uh, when the game was on the line, they looked a whole lot more like the Lakers, and uh, that looked a whole lot more like the team that would be dangerous to face, uh, for sure. I'm really interested in that Phoenix-Lakers game uh, series. I think that's going to be—the Suns are probably better than what most people are giving them credit for, and uh, if the Lakers play anywhere near the the way they did in the— in the first half in that in that game, uh they, they, they could find themselves in a real battle. We'll see what happens. By the way, did you see that the most hated team in the United States? Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. It's the Lakers. No, it's the Nets. Is it the Nets? The Nets have passed the Lakers now as the most hated NBA team. And uh I have a, a state breakdown here. Uh the most hated team in Utah is the Lakers. That's true for Idaho, Washington, Oregon, Montana, Wyoming, North and South Dakota, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Texas, Oklahoma, and then through parts of the Midwest. But uh, the Nets now have taken over. James Harden effect. Oh, I just
1: think that – the the nets have become amongst the favorites and
4: a lot of times fans out there resent the favorites there are four teams on the list that make the most hated the nets number 1 25 states the lakers second 21 states the celtics two states and the 76ers two states
1: and those are just in the northeast right yes
4: mm-hmm. so i don't know uh Maybe if the Jazz wins a couple of titles, they might be the most hated. Is it good to be the most hated? Because yeah,
1: because it you, means you won a lot. Yeah. Like you probably look at the most hated NFL team as the Patriots. Back in the day, it was probably the Cowboys, right? You know? Most
4: hated and most liked maybe.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing is that the the, the teams that win a lot they have that, the Yankees. You, know? you, either, you either love the Yankees or you just hate
4: them. Remember that uh, survey from a few years ago? I think it was written by an SI writer. Can't really recall. It said how the Jazz were one of the most likable teams, and it was because they hadn't really done anything in recent times. You know, that was my theory. If uh, if the Jazz kick some butts in the in the playoffs this year, maybe people won't like them so much, which is good.
1: Yeah, or my or like a more depending on who you beat. Like if you if you're the underdog that takes down the favorite.
4: Yeah. Well, what would that would that increase their popularity or increase it? But age? that's the
1: thing cuz we're we're talking about being the favorite. Like the Nets haven't won anything. So when you're like if the Jazz were to beat the Lakers in a in a playoff series, it would increase their their uh uh, likeability because everybody likes to see the Lakers lose. <laughs> okay. Except you and PK.
4: No, not true. I don't care about the Lakers. Never did.
1: So that's uh, that's how that works.
4: All right. So it's, about, Hello, it's, it's all about your
1: magic predicting wizard in Vegas, who everybody loves to bet on.
4: That's one of the coolest things about this season is that there, there is no automatic. And I think that's... That sort of generated a lot of uh, a lot of interest. People don't know, although we saw the ratings on that Lakers Warriors game, and it was really high. And that's because those teams have been so prominent. But maybe this is the year. I'm telling you, Jake. There is an opportunity for the Utah Jazz in 2021, unlike anything. Since 96, 97, 97, 98, and 98,
1: 99. This is it. It does this seem to be year. more wide open than it has been in the past.
4: This is their year to do something. They proved what they could do during the regular season. I'm not predicting that they're going to win, but why not?
1: We have a market update coming up next. Howard Beck joins the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hours. The big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott 97.5 and twelve eighty the zone time for a market update brought to you by TridayTrading.com. Now, anyone can be a
4: day trader, visit TridayTrading.com. How did we wrap up the week there, Gordon? Well, Jake, uh, I guess it's fitting for the way the week went. Uh, it was down, it was up, it was uh, sort of uh, volatile a little bit, but the Dow today was up 123 and a half points. We're all on the right track together. The NASDAQ, however, was uh, down nearly 65. Yeah, it's not going well. And the S&P was off just over three points. Thumbed him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> that was the gator uh, killer, wasn't it? Yeah,
5: it was. He didn't, did, he didn't kill the gator. No. no, he just removed his
1: eyeball. He just uh, got him to let go of his, his dog.
4: Uh, just thinking
5: of it. About- Thumbed him in the eye. <laughs> Thumbed him in the eye.
4: Glad he added in the eye. Yeah, where else. So you don't start
5: imagining. (laughs) Yeah, right.
4: (laughs) Got to be, got to be specific. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Thumbed him in the eye. You know, those old way long ago, those old Tarzan movies. I when Tarzan was like uh, wrestling with the crocodiles and whatnot. I I never remember him like thumbing him in the eye.
1: I don't remember those but Did you ever watch those movies, Austin?
4: I'm talking about the old black and white ones. You yeah, know, was uh, there talking? Was
5: there sound in that, or yeah, was it one yeah, of those?
4: Wasn't it Johnny Weissmuller? The uh, he was like the first Olympic. time
5: I've ever heard that name. Yeah, I've never heard uh, that uh, name.
4: Weissmuller? Uh, Weissmuller. Look it up. Look up Johnny How would I begin to look that up? Just Google it.
5: Johnny Not Smith. Johnny, How do you spell Weissmuller?
4: W-E-I-S, I think two S's, uh, M-U-L-L-E-R, something like that. Oh, he's a swimmer. Yeah, he's an Olympic swimmer, and he turned into Tarzan,
5: I think. Uh, he died a full year before I was on this <laughs> earth.
4: <laughs> I think he was out wrestling gators and whatnot. Oh, he was born in Romania. Was he really? Mm-hmm. And this uh, he played Tarzan, right? Does it say that?
5: Uh, yes, oh. in Tarzan the Ape Man and its five sequels. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm just uh, uh, reading an article about how Kim Jong-un has banned mullets and skinny jeans.
4: What's the deal with that? When he took over, didn't he, like, provide, like, 12 hairstyles and, you, uh, and all Koreans had to yeah, fit yeah, in yeah. the he,
1: uh, he's approved only 15 official, quote, non-socialist, unquote, haircuts.
4: What does—I've never understood what your haircut has to do with any kind of he's political a, view. What if also, you don't have hair? Yeah. What do you mean the hair has been uh,
1: broadcasting political views for years? How so? Well, the, the the hippies weren't uh, going with the skinhead look. And yeah, the skinheads
4: but, weren't going with the hippie look. What I'm saying is that it doesn't, it does it, There's there's no certainty to that.
1: Isn't 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 that why BYU banned long hair in the first place was because of the hippies?
4: Isn't that a thing? Or the beatniks or whoever it That's, was. Well, it was the that was, late yeah. 60s, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Ernest Wilkinson. It was. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, <laughs> don't get me started on that I don't, I don't judge somebody by the way they look
1: He also ordered a bizarre crackdown On ripped jeans, slogan t-shirts And nose and lip piercing Sorry Gordon, can't go to North Korea uh, Slogan t-shirts I have pierced nipples And apparently This is all uh, Banning, banning uh, What he's calling decadent western style Fashion trends
5: You'd be in big trouble in that tie dyed shirt
1: Oh yeah, I wouldn't make it.
5: Could you could you go over there dressed as like a cowboy, with the chaps, the vest, the hat, nothing, the is spurs? More like American than than the cowboy look. <laughs> well, you yeah. say Western, and that's where right. I go. Yeah.
0: Well, what
4: did wasn't he friends with Dennis Rodman?
5: That's uh, true. He was. So when
4: Rodman showed up over there, was he decked out in some conformist? The guy, gear? The guy
5: has a whole Claire's store on his face. Now, now, see what you're, you're missing about uh, n-
1: North Korea, and uh, there are probably some other similar regimes out there on this planet. Gordon is is the rules that apply to everybody <laughs> don't apply don't to necessarily it. apply to the ones that are making the rules. Does that make any sense? You well, know, while you know, you're driving a uh, uh, you're driving uh, what, Alfa Romeo, why your you're no, your normal guy is starving to death? You know, it's it's
4: it doesn't make sense. But it happens nonetheless. If I'm not mistaken, uh his dad was the dictator before him, that right? That is correct. And I think he his, it wasn't... his grandfather was the first one. Okay. Well I think of the, the kids. I think they were kind of, they were kinda of educated in the Western world, right? Uh the
1: uh the grandfather was. Well
5: So it's our fault.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well all I can tell you is if you wore that tie dyed shirt over there in North Korea, it wouldn't be long before you'd be gratefully dead. Oh bah. Isn't it true
1: that when North Korea lost in the World Cup soccer they like imprisoned the soccer players? <laughs> Gordon's ashamed of that of I'm, sorry, oh, I'm ashamed of that. And they I- did. Isn't that a thing? They put them in work camps. Right. They didn't do well enough at the World Cup. Well, so guess they... you're digging holes for the rest of your life <laughs> in the home. Korean forest. Some, some teams get like ticker tape parades. The North Korean team.
5: The gets... coach was never heard of again. <laughs> they disappeared. Just disappeared. disappeared. That's... This is not hearsay. This is real. You shouldn't be laughing. That, that isn't funny. It's not funny.
1: Who was it that uh, coached the U.S. basketball team when they lost to uh, Carlos Arroyo's Puerto Rican team? Who coached that one? Do you remember?
4: Oh, man. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, let's just
1: say for fun it was Don Nelson. <laughs> Can you imagine if they returned from that Olympics and they just disappeared, Don Nelson? Hey, who's going to coach the Warriors this year? Is it, isn't it still Don Nelson? It's, nobody's heard from him since the Olympics.
5: He gone. gone. Was it Lenny Wilkins? No, it
4: couldn't have been Lenny Wilkins.
1: <laughs> it's a really disappointing performance in the Olympics. So they're just gonna wasn't go ahead Larry, and disappear wasn't the coach. Larry
4: Brown, was it? Who was that coach? What year was that?
1: It had to be oh like oh four oh five. Or oh four, I guess we so were Larry talking Brown. Summer Olympics, 0-4, oh, yeah. Yep,
5: five and three won the bronze. Get
1: back, get back from the O4 Olympics and disappear, Larry Brown, for being disappointing. <laughs> Never heard from <laughs> again. I'm so happy I'm an American.
4: <laughs> I I don't I don't understand exactly how certain people who come to power get there and stay there.
1: Well, um, I can tell you how they stay there. <laughs> I don't know about get there, fist. but stay there. There's there's been many who have uh, demonstrated different ways to do that. All right, uh, stay tuned. Howard Beck joins the show coming up next. Ninety That was really a
4: productive segment. Twelve
1: eighty the zone.